take a little bit of a tour, a shpatzi or a walk or a hike around Parshas Mishpatim. But I want to start right off the bat. I want to start, Manny. Yes, Manny. Oh, yes. I want to start with right away the beginning of Mishpatim. Ve'ela. That Vav is very important. Vav is a connector. Vav not only looks like a hook, the physical structure of a Vav being a hook, Vav by its nature is called a Vav Achiber. Vav connects. That's the nature of the word Vav. What is the very translation of a Vav? Vavei Ha'adonim. What are Vavim, guys? Homework. To look up what Vavim are. But a Vav... What did you say? Very good. A hook. The very translation of vav, vave are hooks, Wait, which each, are connectors, each, each and a vav's a connector. Each letter yeah, is a word letters are endless, endless things on letters. But a, so a vav is a connector. Here, ve'ela mishpatim connects to the previous parsha. The previous parsha is about the mizbeach. The last thing speaks about the Mizbeach, some rules with the Mizbeach. It says Mizbeach, Adam Atas is rules of the Mizbeach. And then it says Ve'ela Mishpatim. Says Chazal that the reason, Lama Nismra Parshas Dinim Leparshas Mizbeach Rashi, the end of the first Rashi. Why is it connected the parish of law, dinim, of dine mamanis leparishis mizbeach? to tell you shatasim sanhedrin eichol amikdash. The sanhedrin is supposed to judge in the base amikdash. There is a massive depth to that. A massive depth to that. That sanhedrin judges by the base amikdash. Sanhedrin judges by the Beis Hamikdash is tremendous depth to that. The depth to that is the, Mizbe- the Beis Hamikdash represents the place of connection to Hashem. Specifically, the Mizbeach, where we bring gifts to God, represent a place of kirvas Hashem. People are very into in spirituality. It's a word I don't love, to be honest. But in spirituality, people want very spirit. They want a good kumzitz. They want spiritual experiences, like to lose yourself, spiritual experiences. There are two points that I want to make. I had a long conversation with Hillel Storch about this yesterday. There are two points that are profound that the Mizbeach is right near Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin near the Mizbeach. The first thing is that the Iker in Ruchnius is to be loyal to what Hashem wants. Dinim, the Dinim, the laws, the money laws of everyday life are next to the Mizbeach. The place of Kirvis Hashem, you want closeness to Hashem, loyalty in life. Loyalty in life. That's the first depth of the Mizbeach being right near the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin who passed in money matters. Honesty in your dealings. Spirituality. You want Kirvis Hashem? Follow His law. Follow His law. So that's one important point here that for Kirvis Hashem, be loyal to what the din is. Keep the halachis. People want all sorts of spiritual experiences. I'm not mocking spiritual experiences, but it has to be rooted in the law. There's an Arizal. 
The Arizal says that in Mizmar Lusayda, that beautiful prayer we say every single morning, Mizmar Lusayda, song of thanks to Hashem, says, Hariyu Lashem Kolaretz. Sing to Hashem the whole world. Hariyu Lashem. With passion, sing to Hashem, representing spirituality, if you will. Says the Arizal, what are the first letters of Hariyu Lashem Kolaretz? Halacha. Hariyu Hei Lashem Lamid. Kol Haaretz Halacha says that Rizal all the singing to God, all the spirituality has to be rooted. Keep what Hashem said. Be loyal to His law. Halacha. So that is one simple Indian that the Mizbeach, the place of Kirvas Hashem, connects to the Sanhedrin, and that's the Ve'ela Mishpatim, the Vav that connects to the previous parasha that spoke about the Mizbeach. Sanhedrin and Mizbeach, closeness to Hashem, always has to be rooted, follow the law. But there's something much deeper. There's something I think that's more profound that I've been speaking about the last couple of weeks from Rev Hirsch. It's a topic that's very, very important to me. And that topic that's important is that in the base Medrash we study, and Torah, I'm not, if anything is said to me, Mayat Torah, Chas V'Shalom, Talmud Torah Kenegat Kulam, the greatest mitzvah we could do in our life is Torah, the greatest mitzvah, by a long shot. It's Kenegat Kola Mitzvah, the Kedusha Torah brings, is equal to the Kedusha of all the mitzvahs put together. It's greater than all the mitzvahs put together. Talmud Torah Kenegat Kulam, Limerat Torah is supreme, to study Hashem's Torah. That's clear. What Rev Hirsch felt strongly is that out of, out of, out of the base Medrash, Limerat Torah, life was left out of the base Medrash. What I mean is as follows. If you ask people, where do you find Hashem? Where do you find Ruchnius? Today, it's very, very popular meditation. And I like meditation. It's a good thing. It's it's very popular. <coughs> Every good thing has a danger. The danger of Espaidus, the danger of Espaidus <coughs> is the sense that where do you find Hashem? You find him out there. He's in the forest. Where is Hashem when you're detached from worldly from worldly things? That's where Hashem is. It's a tremendous mistake. Hashem is found precisely living life loyally to Him, precisely involved. The younger man who feels, thank you, Sasha, the younger man who feels like his wife or his children get in the way of his ruchnius. He's a big masmid. I'll tell you a maisa. I'll tell you a maisa. There's a maisa shahaya, a true story, Nafti. In Philly Yeshiva, there was a table that at lunch would only talk Tyra. They all had their hats and jacket, a very intense table. And an acquaintance of mine used to sit at that table by lunch. I'm not mocking learning by lunch. It's a tremendous thing. A friend of mine went to Reb Shmuel and described the intensity of the table. There wasn't pleasant talk. Reb Shmuel said, move away from that table. That's not healthy. That friend who moved away from the tables of Talmud Chacham today, not one guy at the tables of Talmud Chacham today. Not one. Not one guy is at Talmud Chacham today. They're nice people. They're not Talmud Chacham. They thought, and I'm not knocking the fact that they learned at the table. It's good to learn at the table. Learn always. There was a sense being nice to the next guy. There's Ruchni is there too. Hevra, how was your day? What's going on? There's Ruchni is there too. 
there was a sense that there's no that that in the living of what is what does it say in the Torah? It says to be mechabed your friend. What does it say in the Torah? It speaks about honoring your parents. In in speaking to your children, there's ruchnius also. There's kirvus Hashem. In 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 in, in living life, there's ruchnius. There's kesher to Hashem in living life. I'm not equating. I'm not and Talmud Torah connected kulam and learn every second the gisuba yom of But when we live, there's kirvus Hashem also. When we live the way Hashem says to live, when we're mechabit our wife. When we're engaged with our children, there's kirvus Hashem, I'm living what Hashem told me to live. The Mizbeach is right near Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin, the arbitrators, those that tell us the law of daily living, those that define dinim to us are right next to the Mizbeach. Because there's kirvus Hashem precisely in living life. Those guys sat at the table, didn't know about a kirvus Hashem. Rev Hirsch said a line, brilliant line. Rev Hirsch said that life was left out of the base medrash, and that caused that the base medrash was left out of life. Hear that line from Rev Hirsch Nafti? He said life was left out of the base medrash. That's what Reb Shmuel was saying about that table. Life was left out of the base medrash. It wasn't long before those guys left the base medrash out of life. There was a tremendous disconnect between the base medrash and living. Asmada, asmada. Of course, asmada. But the, are you? But, but, listen to what it says in the Torah. Listen to what it says. Are you the husband? The Torah demands sheirak susa vaynasala yigara. The Torah is mechayiv you to you to to support your wife emotionally. Vaynasala yigara. You know, it's. A, it, I don't want to. Dvarim shabitzina. You don't speak about a lot. Biramiza, Rabbi, say. You notice, right? Russ is biggest shear of the year. You notice he daven shachos every day. You notice he's not here shachos now. I hope you notice these things. He's not here shachos now. You notice that? He's davening elsewhere now. Hamayven yavin. The chiyuvim, Rabbi, say. The life has to be brought to the base medrash. There's a connection. The mizbeach is right near the mizbeach. Kesher Tashem is right near Sanhedrin, who arbitrate dinim, living the laws of living life, the laws of your finances, the laws of your money. There must be a connection. There must be a relationship. You find Hashem in everyday living. You find Hashem in everyday. Hillel and I were discussing this yesterday. That's Pshad in this week's parasha that right next to the Mizbech is Sanhedrin Hillel. Sanhedrin, those who tell us how to live in our money matters, in our business life, is right next to Mizbech. Kirvis Hashem lies in living in the world in the right way. Doing the things that, in the way Hashem prescribes and tells us to do. It's tremendous Kirvis Hashem there. So that's what I wanted to share on the beginning of Parashas Mishpatim. On the beginning of Parashas Mishpatim of the Mizbeach being near the Sanhedrin. If we, if the guys can fast forward a little, I want to skip in the parasha. There happens to be a lot that I want to do with, in Parashas Mishpatim. But I want to skip all the way much, much later in the parasha to an Indian that's, that's an Indian that's important to me. If everybody could please look at Pasuk Chav Dalad, Perak Chav Days, Pasuk Chav Dalad.
If you will lend money to our people, Chazal tell us this im is one of the rare ims. That's not a really an if. It's a chiyuv. It's an obligation to lend money. So even though it says im kesef, im, this im, one of three places in the Torah, that the im doesn't mean if. It's actually an obligation to lend money. So it says if you will lend, it's actually an obligation to lend. Why does Hashem word it in? Why did he word it? It's a rare im. Rashi says every Rabbi Shmuel Omer called im the im shebetoy rishus. Every im implies if it's rishus optional. Chotzmi gimel. There are only three exceptions that im means you're obligated. So why does Hashem write it that way? If if you'll lend, you're obligated to lend. Yet it says if you'll lend. So why does Hashem word it in a way that's misleading? That it gives you an option to lend or not. Laniyus daiti, what I believe, perhaps, perhaps I, th- I think it's Emma's what we're saying, that certainly it's a it's a chiyuv to do this kindness, but it said if you lend because the the, the goal of chesed is that you have a rotsay to do chesed, the goal of chesed is that you want to do the kindness. We're going to see more about this. The Chavetz Chaim wrote many essays that the goal of kindness is avas chesed. I love kindness. You know, the, the Navi summed up Yiddishkeit and he said three parts and a third of Judaism is avas chesed. The goal is you do somebody a favor and they say thank you and you say my pleasure. A goal of Yiddishkeit is to mean it when you say my pleasure. It's to really mean it. I want to do it. That's why it says, if you lend, even though you're mechoyev to lend, the Lashen of the Pasuk implies that you decided to do it. You mean you're mechoyev to do it? Because the goal is, you're right, you're mechoyev, but the goal is you also you also decided to do it. You want to do it. The goal is that you want to do it. Avas Chesed. We have to train ourselves. It takes intelligence to get ourselves to a point and now we're doing Chesed begrudgingly. We're not white-knuckling it. Oh, gosh, okay. The goal is avas chesed, to love kindness, opportunity. Great opportunity for kindness. I want it. I want it. I want to do it. Avas chesed. How precious is your kindness, Mepharshim say? How precious is the opportunities you give me for kindness? Thank you, Hashem. What an opportunity. She decides, she, she um, the, the, the holy woman, that, that famous Rebetzin Kramer, her and her husband had a guest, Pesach, who basically kicked them out of their house. He was a strange guy, and he took over their bedroom, their cooking. He basically had, they were eating outside, not bad, they were eating outside on Pesach. The guys, somehow, like they, their house wasn't much for a house. Their floor was the ground of their house. They had like a little shack. And somehow this guest came, Pesach. She was like fired up. It was the best guest she ever had. She was so, what an opportunity for Chesed that she and her husband are eating outside and he's eating in the house. Somehow he kicked them out of the house. I don't remember all the details of this. You can read the book, The Holy Woman. But she was like so fired up about such a great guest. What an opportunity. What an opportunity of kindness. Avas Chesed. She loved kindness. Tremendous opportunity of chesed. Now a person takes a lot of chenuch to get to such a point. A lot of working with ourselves. A lot of thought about it. Working slowly. Not getting pushed around. Thinking 
you know, thinking how we could slowly build up slightly out of our comfort zone till we can get to a point that I'm born to do for somebody else. But perhaps that's why it doesn't say you're mechoyiv to lend. It says if you will lend, ki'ilu, even though it means you're mechoyiv to lend. But there's a ki'ilu you decided to do it because it's supposed to be what you want to do also. So it says in a lashon of Rishos, not only is it a chiv, it's what you want to do. If you'll lend, if you'll decide to do so. The ches and all the kindness should be your decision to do so. But I want to keep on that point by looking at the next pasa. Well, it could be every bit It's not every mitzvah. It picked lending, which is a difficult one. Bidafka by lending, which is a difficult one, and you mechayiv to do. So you're begrudgingly lending the guy money. It's very hard to lend money. So you begrudgingly lend him bidafka by a hard bramlechaveira. It's as if you'll do it. Get to a point that it was like your own. It was it was your own. You mechayiv to do it. But get to a point that you did it miratzen. You did it from your desire because you want to do it. The next pasuk, pasuk hafei, im chavol tachbol sal masreyecha. If you take a mashkin collateral, your garment of your friend, you lent him money, and you took some a mashkin, some collateral to make sure he pays you back. Adbaya shemesh before the sun sets teshivenilod. You must return him his garment. If it's pajamas you took from him or a pillow. Something he needs at night, you got to return it to him, which is chemical, by the way. Because the whole point you have collateral is to pressure him to pay, and he gets it whenever he needs it. It's not much pressure. Basically, you're holding his pajamas in your house. It's like a chemical halacha pashat. Fascinating. If you take a mashkin, see, you're pressuring him to pay, you better return it to him when he needs it. He's an ani. You better give him back his collateral when he needs it, which is really comical. So it's hardly a pressure to get him to pay because whenever he needs it, he gets it. And your mechoyib, the Pasuk, obligates you to give it to him. So quite the unbelievable little pressure that he has from the mashkin. Says the Pasuk, why should you give it back to him? Simple laws of collateral. You want it back, pay. You want it back, pay. Says the Pasuk, It is his garment. Levadahi, it's his only garment. Simlasai la'irai, it is his garment for his skin. You might not have realized what garments do. It's his garment for his skin. Such a vivid visual. It's his garment for his skin. It covers his body. He's going to be unclothed. If he doesn't have it, what's going to cover his body? B'may Yishkav, how do you expect him to sleep? And if the guy cries out to me in Sarah because he can't sleep, because you have his pillow, V'shamata, I'm going to listen, Ki Chanunani, the Gros says a Chanun, means Hashem listens to tantrums. Chanun means, there's all different words for Rachman, it doesn't say Ki Rachman, I'm a Chanun. A Chanun means Hashem gives mercy even on deserves, just because they're so cute. I was yoyed recently, my kid was crying, and I gave in. It wasn't to stop an outsider, a babysitter, a kid throwing with tantrums, kids, the kid, just stop crying, I don't want you to cry. A parent gives to the kid because he's so cute. He's crying his head off, and there's just a certain compassion. He's so zis, I don't want my zis guy crying like that. He's so cute. What should, and you just, it's Mo'ayra, that's Hashem is to us. We cry to Hashem, we completely don't deserve it. That's the gra says the word Hanun. Tantrums work by Hashem. You're crying, Hashem says he's so cute and he gives you the thing. That's what it means to be a Hanun. 
It means that if he cries out, he's a, he's an ani, aniim are very heartbroken. And you took his pillow. If he cries out, he might not be right. He borrowed money. He what's it's, what's what he's not paying up. He's not right. Be careful from this guy. Because I listen to him. I respond to cries. I respond to tantrums. I'm a chanun. I get just I just feel I hear a yid cry. I love them so much. It arouses my compassion even undeserved. That's the grass says a chanun. The translation of chanun. They're cool places. It fits in if you know this. They're psukim that fit in well if you know that rule of chanun. I'm not remembering right now. <laughs> My question on this Pasuk. This Pasuk, you know the teenager when you start talking too long? I was talking to a guy recently. He said, Rabbi, okay. Rabbi, okay. Okay, man, be quiet. He was a shtickle right. Enough, enough. Die, Rabbi, die. You told me, I got it. Okay, don't worry. I won't smoke inside him. At a certain point, you're going on and on. The teenager, a big yisoy, the chinuch of your teenage kid, say it short. It's funny, Kalish, to say that. Okay. Say it short. You're talking to your teenage son, quick, hit and run. Short. Don't give a whole drusha. He's late, you start dying. He's enough! He's going crazy, he just gets angry at you. You say it and walk away. Your kid likes it that way. Say, I expected you home on time. Don't give a whole drush and darsh and why, bum, bum. your whole history, your whole story. I expected your home on time. Die. Walk away. Hit and run. Quick. Kid likes that. He's attacking you right. Like that. A whole drush and we, get, we don't have patience and we just don't want to be chewed out and our ears chewed off. Quick. Hit and run. This guy was going too long. He said, Rebbe, okay. So here, this Pasuk, this guy, I'm picturing this Bacha would say, God, okay. God, okay, I got it. The Pasuk says, return the garment of your friend. It's so lengthy. It says, Kyuksusoy levado. It's his only garment. He's an honor, you know. No, but there, there's some rules in the Torah you need explaining to. It said, if you take an Ani's pillow, return it to him. Does anybody here, can anybody guess? It's his only pillow. He's an Ani, remember? A rich guy, you're not worried to return his pillow at night because he has other pillows. And the tire, which is always so brief, here Hashem has to explain it. Let me explain. Son, let me explain. I, I picture telling a guy, please return it to him. It's his only pillow. I, I got it, But then Hashem's, I'm not done. No, no, you listen to the parent. You listen to me. I'm not done yet. Do you know, son, what covers his body? His garment. Dad, I got it. I got it. I got it. No, no, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Bimai Yishkav, how do you expect? <laughs> I was listening to you three times, and now I'm not going to listen to you, the kid. Now you're going so lengthy, now I'm not listening. That's how kids work. You, you went too long. I once spoke in Yeshiva. Abacha said, the first half hour was the most inspiring speech I ever heard in my life. The last half hour will ruin the whole thing. I'm <laughs> Well, I the last day I was been, I ruined the whole thing. They ruined the first part too. They told me the first day I was inspired ever in my life. The next half hour ruined the whole thing. Here, like by the, the three extra things, the kids no longer listening anymore. He planned on listening, Pashit. It made sense. Return the garment to the ani. I got it. Made a lot of sense. You add on because it's his only garment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Shkayach. No, no, I'm not done. It covers his skin. I got it, I got it, I got it. No, I'm not done yet. 
How do you expect him to sleep? And if he cries out, by the way, I'm going to listen to this guy. What's this whole arichus that Hashem, the Torah which is so bekitzer, is so short, entire mesechtas are taught in Parashas Mishpatim. In two psukim, whole mesechtas, Gans Babakam and a few psukim. And here the Torah is so mirech. Is the Pshat Rabbi say that the ichor of kindness is not what you do to the other person. It's that he's on your mind. You're thinking the other person. I know people that do kind acts, but they don't care about other people. I always, I always say the question of our life is, what do you pray for? If we're labeling this year, I would label it, what do you pray for? What's on your mind? That people whose prayer, that people whose prayer, is all about themselves. They might be kind people. They might run kindness organizations. That's all very nice. Their thoughts are all about themselves. When they pray and they're alone, just their thoughts, it's all about themselves. Hashem, I need this, I need that, I need this. It's nice to pray for yourself. It's nice. But are you thinking about another person? Are you worried for him? Are you thinking for his betterment? Did you ever sit down and think? Did you ever sit down and think, what does the other person need? What can I really do to solve it for him? What would solve it? Did you ever think about your roommate and you spent an hour contemplating, what can I... That's what that's what kindness really is, is the thoughts on the other person. It's not just doing the act. He takes up place. In all friendship, by the way, all of us in our friendships, it's an unspoken, subconsciously, it's what we always clear. Everybody's nice to us. This guy's nice. Who really thinks about me? You have a Rebbe who says, nice to me, does he think about you? When he's alone, far removed, you're being as man, are you on his mind? Well, no, well, no, he's a nice guy to say that he does nice things to me, but I'm not. A, I don't, do, you, do I take up space in his mind? It's the question that we all really have, and the real question of friendship and relationship. And the obligation of kindness is that you're thinking the other person. When the Hashem says to do for the other person, Hashem says do for the other person, the arichus is that you're thinking about him. You're vividly picturing the man has no clothing. Has no clothing. What's he going to sleep with? The chiyav of kindness is that you're busy thinking the other human being. He's on your mind. It's not do this act. You do the act, then you go back to think about yourself. He's taking a place in your mind. You're thinking the other yid. You're feeling his pain. You're feeling his pain. Your mom is thinking him. That is the actual obligation of, of chesed, of kindness, of tzedakah, is that you're thinking the other yid. I've seen it at weddings. A guy comes and he's collecting. I'm making a wedding for my... And he tells us some tragedy and you give him a dollar. It's like the hepech... First of all, did you wish him mazel tov? Did you say before? He said he's making a wedding in two weeks. Mazel tov. Mazel tov, Where's the wedding? Think to the other person, where's the wedding? The guy is in front of you, he said he's just marrying off a kid in two weeks. Shh, Mazel tov, where's the, who's the other family? The guy just said he's making a simcha. Who's the other mishpacha? Beautiful. Wow, should be tremendous nachas from the zifug. And your wife getting a surgery should be a, think the person, think what they're saying. There's some picture, there's a lady in bed, lying in bed, sick. He said his wife's sick. His wife's lying in bed. She's, she can't work. She can't get out of bed. She doesn't make supper. She's in bed. 
his wife, she's having a surgery. Somebody's going to operate, cut her open, and take out whatever. Somebody's going to operate. There's somebody sick here. Think to the person in our minds. That is the obligation. That's the arichos to the Torah. Picture, guy. We open our closets. It's full of clothing. This guy's closet. Picture the guy. He opens his closet. There are no other clothing. He has, we have choices. We have different sneakers. If we only have four sneakers, we complain to our mother. We're short. We don't have, we don't have anything to wear. Always when you get married, you'll see it's a big adjustment. Your wife said, nothing to wear. You're like looking at a closet, like 500 things. Okay, but don't ask questions. A lady's nothing to wear. It's nothing that, that matches today's purse. That's nothing to wear to. But, but think the person. Think the person. They open their closet. There's nothing in there. Nothing. It's his only garment. This is the obligation of kindness. The obligation of kindness is not just to do actions. It's to really understand, to be empathetic and sympathetic. I was talking to a parent. I was describing that your son has no empathy. He doesn't care about other people. He doesn't think about other people. He doesn't think the other person. He's so caught up in himself, so self-absorbed. He doesn't think the other guy. He doesn't think his other roommates. I have seen Bachem, one of the main problems with guys playing around with girls. There's no empathy. She's also a person. I like when a parent is angry at the guy. I like it for the guy. She has a mother. He didn't even, I never even thought she had a mother. That's the problem. There's another person who has a, who has a future. It's a person who has a mother and a father and a brother. People who worry about her. She's a human being. You don't have no empathy. You're all about yourself. There's another person here. My pleasure. There's another person here who has a future, who has dreams and aspirations. She also has, she's a human being. There's another person here. A person in the world of SA, he teaches people that any time you have a thought about a taiva to a, even a Goyesha lady who has a taiva, he prays for that person. There's a lot of taivas, the self-absorption just about yourself. So every time a thought pops in his mind about a lady, he prays for her. He says, give her parnasa, she should be able to support herself. Praise for the lady, a person, a human being. There's another person in the world. It, it takes away from taiva. Another person here. Hashem, please let her have Parnosa. Let her have Nachas. She'll have children. She should have Nachas from her children. Let her parents have Nachas from her human being. With, with a person, another human being. With needs and wants and dreams and aspirations. Think another human being. Stop being so selfish. Think. Train yourself in your Davin. Davin, not from Davin, sophisticated for another person. Ask yourself, what does that person need? And then pray that they get what they need. I remember once, I did this years ago, I had a mice had amazing nays from Hashem, but I'm not telling you for the nays, I'm telling you that I did something, I, sh- I don't do it often enough. I don't do it often enough. Maybe I learned Mishpatim and I did it. I was thinking on another guy, what would be his solution? He had a lot of challenges in life. He was a basemetish guy with so many, she couldn't learn. Everything was going wrong, even social, everything was going wrong. And I thought and thought for a long time, what would be a solution? But it was, but it was a chiddush. I, I, I pushed push myself. We have to push ourselves to do this more often. I finally felt that if he has a car, his life would change. A car, when you're in base Medrash, makes you a hot shot. You're a hot guy. Because everybody needs a ride from you. 
I felt also he loved doing handiwork, but he couldn't even get around anywhere. I was yearning if he'd have a car, it would change his life. I, I fell on my head. In fact, it was like a... But I, but I have to have a car. I decided I, I decided I am getting him a car. That's what he needs. That's, that's clear. He has a car. It will change his life. I am buying him a car. But how do I convince my wife? I had a certain amount of money that I was entitled to spend. But I have to convince her. And a wife is more giving than a man. But a wife cares about the family. So when you give away $5,000 to somebody else, that's $5,000. She doesn't want it for the kids. A wife's protective of the home like Hashem wants her to be. So but I have to convince my wife. She, she has a say also that we're going to give. And I needed X amount of dollars. Saidavin Hashem, Hashem, he needs a car. I thought about it. He needs a car, and I, I got to get him a car. And I have X number of dollars, and I'm X short. Hashem, I beg you, let my wife give me, tell, let my wife give me my sir that we have the exact amount of money. I promise you, I hope I didn't kill the lady. My wife's great aunt passed away. She, she, everybody thought she was penniless. She never got married. She lived like a vagabond. Everybody thought she was penniless. It turned out she was rich. I promise you when I came home from Yeshiva, if the davening for a day or two, I think it was two days, my wife's nosuch, her nosuch was, not she said we got this amount of money. I promise she broke me the news. She said, she said, the Empress of Terrace, great aunt. And she said, I want you to know you now have X number of mice here to spend. That's how she told me how much money she left us. And she said, you have an exact amount that I needed to finish. We had a certain amount of money set aside. She said, you now have $5,000 mice here to spend. That's how she told me the money she left over. And I gave the money and got him a car. He got a car. Think the other guy's srachim. Be busy. What does he need? Busy with it. Not give to another person. Think another person. Deny Yishkan. One second, he's home. What's he sleeping with? One second, it covers his skin. You're vividly picturing him. Like we worry about our own srachim, thinking about it and visualizing. Visualize. What does he need? What is, think about him. Take a place in your mind. That is the chiyav of chesed, that's the chiyav of kindness. I yelled at a bacher recently, he didn't do for another, a, a group of people. So he said, I didn't think of it. I said, that's what I'm screaming at you for. That's what I'm screaming, that, that you have to add that thought process to. That's what I'm screaming at you for. I didn't think of it. I'm not screaming at you that you thought and you didn't do it. I know. I'm, you're, you're, the bad part is that you don't think that way. You don't ask yourselves what are others' needs. It's a simple eight, so it's not different personality types. Ask yourself, what does the next guy need? What does my roommate need? Reb Nassim Svi Finkel bemoaned us. I remember years ago he was quetching that people in the mirror dropped their chavrusas. He's not good for me, he's not good for me. He said, I never heard a guy clear, what, do, what does my chavrusa need me to be? He said, everybody's worried, is the chavrusa good for me? Am I good for my chavrusa? He said, I never had a guy come to me and talk to me. I, I want to be better for my chavrusa. He said, oh, should we be worried? What, what, how can I be mashla my chavrusa? Does he need me to listen more, to read more, to give more chizuk? To, what does he need to go fast? What does my chavrusa need me to be? It's always, what, is, what do I need my chavrusa to be? Unless we bemoaned that we don't think enough, what does my chavrusa need me to be? 
What is the chevra? What can I do that would make it better for the whole chevra? How can I make the chevra's experience? What can I do for the 12th grade this time? What can I do for the 10th grader? <coughs> I want more reaching out to 10th graders. Why aren't you worried? What can, maybe you could be a solution to somebody. Maybe you're the exact guy. Probably, you're probably the solution to most of the problems in the world. You just don't think what you could do for it. And you don't think about it. It remains undone. What can I be? How can I solve? What can I be to, for him? But you don't think about it. What can I add? Talking in a sophisticated way. What can I add? That is the chiv of kindness that the Rabbani Shlom's us. I want to go a little weiter. One more thing, Rabbi Say, and then we'll get to Gemara Shiri. If you please look at Perich of Gimel Pasuk Aleph. There's a very important idea. These are all old ideas. We have fresh ideas based on Parsha Mishpatim. It's some things that we have to go through in the Parsha. Loisisa Shemasha, very fast. Loisisa means to carry. Don't carry. Shemashav means a lying statement. Shema is a statement. Shav, Uncle says, Shikra. Shma de Shikra. A lying statement. Don't carry a lying statement means don't believe Lashon Hara. This is the Isser Daraisa not to believe Lashon Hara. Besides not believing Chazal Darshan on Laisisa, Chazal Darshan Laisasi, don't speak Lashon Hara, don't accept Lashon Hara. Laisisa and Laisasi, Chazal Darshan both on this Pasuk. This is one of the Isurim Daraisa to accept Lashon Hara or speak Lashon Hara. Rabbi Sai, what does it call Lashon Hara? A lying statement. Which begs the question, let's say it's the truth. Let's say you say a guy smells, and he does have a terrible odor, so it's not Lashon Hara. And it says, don't believe a lying statement. Who said it's a lie? The guy tells you Lashon Hara. Says, he says, this other guy stole a hundred bucks. I saw it myself. So what do you mean, don't believe him? Don't believe the lying statement. Who said it's a lying statement? It says, don't believe the lying statement. Who said it's a lie? We learned sight, Rabbi say, every good lie is built on the truth. If it's not built on the truth, there wouldn't be a good lie. Good lies are built on the truth. The reason all of Lashon Hara is a lie, the Elam knows my fascination with caricatures. It's my favorite thing. I can't stand amusement parks. One thing in amusement park I'm so tempted and drawn to is the caricatures. The artists who draw those funny cartoon pictures. I am fascinated by a good one. There are bad ones that are terrible. The good caricatures are the following contradiction that blows my mind. They'll draw... I had a neighbor who lived near me, right next door to me. He had a great caricature on his wall on... on um, Euclid Avenue. Now the picture was any single person would see the picture would know it's the guy. That clearly, if you drew a picture, when do you know you're a good artist? If people can tell who you're drawing. You know, if I drew a picture of a guy, I, I promise you, you won't know who I'm drawing the picture of. It's a simple test. Are you a good artist? Can everybody tell what you drew? 
simple, very easy test to see if a guy's a good artist. If you draw a face, do people know? You know, a guy makes a picture of Chavetz Chaim and prides in his great work. People say, who is that? You, you just know on yourself. You might not be the best artist out there. Nobody can tell it's the Chavetz Chaim. And you drew a beautiful picture of the Chavetz Chaim. You're probably not a great artist. This caricature, anybody who saw the picture would guess it was Akiva. 100%. Would you say he's a good artist, Yitzchak Shalom? If everybody could tell who it is, not a person would would know. You know what's weird? My neighbor was a good-looking guy. The picture made him look like an absolute freak. Now I'm confused. It's exactly him because everybody in the world could tell it's him. He's quite good. But he's good-looking and in the picture he looks like a Meshuggah. Caricature is like a contradiction. Because it's so good, it's so the guy, but one second, the guy's good looking, the caricature looks like a buffoon. They used to make, there was a mayor of New York, Ed Catch. So a lot of political caricatures, Ed Catch had big ears, very big ears. It's a good zach, he can listen very well. In the caricatures of Ed Catch, he was like a walking ear. All you saw was ear. I had a teacher, a seventh grade teacher. I have a seventh grade teacher who had very big ears. I remember a Bacher was once talking, and I remember the teacher said, I'm all ears. And we all just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> said, I'm all ears. I remember the guy, he was in the Olam Emes. He was an old man then. If he's still alive, I'd be happy. He had very big ears, and he said, I'm all ears. He said he was listening, he's all ears, an expression. We all started laughing. But anyway, but Ed Catch, they used to make the caricature, huge ears. So caricature is strange. It's exactly the guy, but the guy's good looking. And the answer to the riddle is that uh, the art of a good caricature, the guy is a little pimple somewhere. If you're a good caricature, there are tricks of, of, of drawing that you have ways, you decide what everybody stares at using certain colors. There are a lot of tricks. My mother's a shtickle artist. There's tricks of art what the focal point of a picture is. They decide what gets the most views on a picture. So a good artist makes the mole, there are all different ways of doing this. That the mole is like what you're all looking at, the ears are what you're all looking at. Now, he's, he's a lot more, he has big ears, it's true, he does have a big pimple on his nose. But the guy's actually a lot of other things to him. A good looking fellow. Okay, he has a mole, don't we all? He's a good looking fellow. The art of a caricature is to, t- is to take that which is true and make him look stupid. So it's a big lie. It's a lie. It's not the guy at all. It's the worst picture ever. I, it looks exactly like the guy, but you're, you're highlighting one point. There's a lot more to the guy. There's so many qualities and mindless you highlighted. Lashon Hara is a sick lie, even when it's completely true. It's a lie. Because what you conveyed is a lie. He's much... I was... <coughs> I once was talking to a guy who's like the stereotypical Baalash and He's the best caricature drawer I ever met in my life. He was talking about a nice guy ripping him, and he was showing how mean the guy is. I'm listening, and the kid's talking right. But it's a complete lie, because if you step back, the guy's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, you pointed out, and you highlighted something. Who said to highlight that? Did you say all is mindless? Lashon Har is a lie, and it's called the Shema the Shekra. Shema Shav, because you didn't highlight all his positives. You didn't say his history and his struggles. 
So you highlighted that negative detail. What's given over is a complete checker. He's a beautiful person, and you gave over the sense he's not. So even when you said everything that was true, but by way of not stressing his mindless, by way of not saying all his challenges, it's a complete lie what you've conveyed. And thus, Lashon is called a lie, a big lie. Never forget this point. Because a guy will rip something. Hey, he's right. Good point. I'll tell you something, Ben. He's right. Every lie is built on an MS. Erase it. Erase it from your mind. The guy's a freaking liar. He's a liar about Lashon What do you mean? The story, which it's a lie. You're getting a perspective. There's some people, Nafti, in history, these are the worst type of historians. They love telling you the dirt on great people. Oh, the Chsam Saif, you know about his Machlaikas. Now they cry that their facts are true. You understand the Chsam Saif more not knowing that story. Knowing the dirt makes you know a person less. I've had times people will tell me, you know on this Bacher, knowing his past often makes you know him less than not knowing his past. Because that story doesn't define him. By knowing that, now I know him less. I used to know him. Sorry, excuse me, you made me not know him. You made me not know him because that's distracting. That's the, that, that you distracted me from a stupid story. To say, to say you distracted me from the mensch. A bacher here was like a bacher in the yeshiva was down about something he did the other day. It distracts him from his greatness. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. His focus on an incident is a, is a shekel. But it happened. It's a shekel. That's not you. We say this, so we all have mistakes. Knowing makes you know him less often. That's why Lashon Har is a big lie. It creates a lie. Now you have a picture that's not the truth. Don't accept any lies. Nobody lie. Don't, don't accept lies. Don't listen to a guy who tells you negative. Don't listen. Let's get to Gemara.